Accessible Art History, the podcast, Season 11. As mentioned in the trailer, this season will focus solely on women artists. Too often, they've been relegated to the sidelines of art and history. So, I want to feature them and teach you about how they overcame adversity to change the world around them. All images and sources will be in the associated blog post linked in the description details. Make sure to follow at accessible.art.history on Instagram for all updates. So, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the season finale of Accessible Art History, the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this journey through women's history as much as I have. I'm so thankful to Bridget Quinn and her inspiring book, which is linked in the show notes, for allowing me to learn about all the amazing women artists that have been obscured by history. For this last episode, I'm going to cover the life and works of Lee Krasner. Often relegated to the sidelines as Jackson Pollock's wife, Krasner was a pioneer of abstract expressionism. Her work represents a new age for art as she sought to combine the new ideas of the 20th century with the chaos of the modern age. So to learn more about Krasner and her amazing life and career, keep on listening. Lee Krasner was born Lena Krasner, although she was also known as Lenore outside of her family, on October 27, 1908 in Brooklyn, New York. Her parents were Chane, also known as Anna, and Joseph, who were Ukrainian Jewish immigrants who came to the United States to escape the dangers of anti-Semitism and the Russo-Japanese War. Krasner was the fourth of five children. From her own accounts, Krasner stated that she always wanted to be an artist. Determined to make a name for herself in the competitive art world, she sought enrollment at Washington Irving High School. It was the only public high school in New York that offered girls a chance to major in art. Krasner was accepted on her second try and commuted two hours each day to receive the education. After graduation, she also attended the Women's Art School of the Cooper Union and received a certificate to teach art. In addition, Krasner took classes at the National Academy of Design. Her family wasn't particularly supportive. Although they didn't prohibit her from studying art, they didn't encourage her either. However, one major event would cause a fracture in the Krasner family. In 1928, Rose, Lee's older sister, passed away. As tradition dictated, Lee was to marry her widower. She refused, and so the younger sister, Ruth, had to do it. This would go on to cause a lot of friction within the family. In 1929, the Museum of Modern Art opened in New York City. This would radically affect Krasner and her art. She began studying modern art in earnest and began to work under Hans Hoffmann. He taught her about the use of a two-dimensional space and color to create art. This led Krasner to experiment with cubism and fauvism styles. Hoffman was a harsh teacher, though. The only compliment he gave her was on a single work saying, quote, This is so good, you would never know it was done by a woman, end quote. Pete Mondrian, the 20th century abstract artist known for his use of primary color, was much kinder, saying, quote, You have a very strong inner rhythm. You must never lose it. Unfortunately for Krasner, the Great Depression hit right when she was starting her career. To support herself, she worked as a waitress, but that wasn't enough. So she signed up with the Works Progress Administration's Federal Art Project. Her task was to paint murals based on designs of other artists. However, this did little to feed her soul and passion. She disliked the figural, almost basic works that she was told to paint. So Krasner worked on creating her own designs. But in the 1940s, all public murals had to be war propaganda. Her works were displayed in 19 different department stores, trying to drum up support for the war efforts. Krasner also worked with the Artist Union, but quit when it became a communist group. Then she joined the American Abstract Artists Group. This is where she would find her niche and meet many future famous artists. In the mid-1940s, Krasner began her first major series called Little Images. These works would showcase how Krasner saw the world. 
Mainly black and white, the forms consisted of tight, repeating shapes. They almost seemed like letters, as if they were written in code. But there's a softness to the entire piece, because Krasner strayed away from her original Cubist education. Series is representative of a woman coming into her own as an artist in a male-dominated field. After this, Krasner moved into her collage phase. She often used discarded pieces of canvas from her husband's work and incorporated them into her paintings. Besides the ripped-up pieces of canvas and paper, she also utilized the paint itself. Sometimes she squeezed it directly from the tube. Other times she would scrape it off, then reapply in a new pattern. Krasner would continue to experiment with color and texture and line throughout her career. Each new decade brought new ideas on what art could be. Interestingly, she often signed her name as only L.K., this, coupled with the fact that she changed her name to the more gender-neutral Lee, leads art historians to believe she sought to level the playing field that, even in the 20th century, was stacked up against her. In 1965, Krasner had her first solo show at the Whitechapel Gallery in London. Ten years later, one was held at the Whitney Museum of American Art. Finally, just a few months after her death in 1984, a retrospective of her life and works was held at her beloved Museum of Modern Art. According to her catalogue, Raisonne, published in 1995, Krasner created 599 work over her lifetime. Next, we're going to discuss Krasner's relationship with her famous husband, Jackson Pollock. But first, let's take a quick break. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's continue our discussion. For decades, Lee Krasner has often been known as just Jackson Pollock's wife and then an artist. She actually saw his works before she met him, stating that, When I saw his paintings, I almost died. They bowled me over. Then I met him, and that was it. End quote. She truly believed that he was an artistic genius, and the two would influence each other's styles over the course of their nine-year marriage. They were married in 1945 in a small church with only two witnesses. When they both exhibited in a show called Artist, Man and Wife, in 1949, an art news reviewer stated, quote, There is a tendency among some of these wives to tidy up their husband's styles. Lee Krasner, Mrs. Jackson Pollock, takes her husband's paints and enamels and changes his unrestrained sweeping lines into neat little squares and triangles, end quote. Pollock suffered from severe alcoholism that caused friction in their relationship. To help him, Krasner borrowed $2,000 from Peggy Guggenheim and bought a house in the Springs on the outskirts of East Hampton. She hoped getting him away from the chaos and temptations of the city would help his health, his art, and their marriage. Pollock set up a studio in the barn while Krasner took one of the upstairs bedrooms as her workspace. While they weren't painting, the pair enjoyed a quiet country life of baking, fishing, and working on their home. In 1956, Pollock's alcoholism had gotten out of control. 
The year before, he had broken his ankle in a drunken wrestling match, and that had started his downward spiral. The pair's marriage was further strained due to the fact that he was having an affair with a fellow artist named Ruth Kleigman. Craster went to Europe to visit some friends and gain clarity on the situation. While she was there, Pollock crashed his car, killing himself and a passenger. Today, thanks to a rise in interest in female artists, Krasner is remembered as a brilliant innovator at a time when the meaning of art was constantly shifting. She is one of only four women to receive a retrospective at the Museum of Modern Art. In 1985, the year after her death from natural causes, the Pollock Krasner Foundation was set up to not only continue the pair's legacy and maintain their home, but to help other artists achieve their career goals. Her works, in recognition of her talent and contribution to history, continuously fetch high prices at auction. For example, in 2008, her work, Polar Stampede, sold for $3.2 million. Lee Krasner, in my opinion, is a great artist to wrap up season 11 with. Not only was she a pioneer in the world of abstract expressionism, but she carved out a space for herself, as the other women I've discussed in this episode have. Although females are still fighting for our rightful place in many industries, these 10 women helped start that fight in the art world. Thank you so much for listening to this season and going on this journey through art and history with me. I'm working on the plan for season 12, so make sure to follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history to keep up with all the updates. Thank you for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. New episodes will premiere each Monday, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rate and review. Make sure you follow Accessible Art History on Instagram at accessible.art.history for all updates and daily art of the day posts. See you next time.